0: This is a Squiz Kids podcast. Your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you. Each week, we give the world globe a spin and see where we land. Then we take the kids of Australia on an audio excursion to visit that country and its people. I'm Amanda Bauer, and today on Squiz the World, we're visiting one of our closest neighbours, Let's see if you can guess which country I'm talking about. It consists of six major islands and over 900 smaller islands. Those islands lie to the east of Papua New Guinea and their waters contain 474 different species of coral, the second highest diversity of corals in the world. Still stuck? OK, last clue. This country has been in the news because its government signed a security agreement with China that could result in the Chinese military and Navy spending time there. That might not sound like a big deal, but careful Squiz Kids listeners will have noticed that in the last year or so, Australia, America and other countries have been struggling to get along with China. So if China is suddenly flexing some military muscle in the Pacific, some people think that could not only be a threat to Australia, but to the stability of our whole Pacific region. Still don't know where we're going. It's the Solomon Islands, and it's high time we found out more about this South Pacific neighbour of ours. Strap yourselves in to the Squiz Kids Superfast Supersonic Jetliner as we take off and take a squiz at Solomon Islands. Just the fact. people have been living in the Solomon Islands for over 30,000 years. Like so many countries in the Pacific, including Australia, England claimed Solomon Islands as a colony. But since 1978, it's been an independent country that is also part of the British Commonwealth, like Australia as well. The capital of Solomon Islands and the country's biggest city is Honiara. Fewer than 700,000 people live in the whole of the Solomons and Honiara has about 94,000 people. So there are no skyscrapers. There aren't even train lines. And in fact, in some parts of Honiara, people don't have access to proper toilets or drinking water. Solomon Islands is one of the poorest countries in our whole region. And often when a country is poor, its system of government has problems. Solomon Islands has had plenty. Australia has been asked to send police and army officers to the islands a number of times to try to help calm things down when the situation got violent, which is partly why Australia is particularly disappointed that now, after we've helped Solomon Islands, their government has turned to China as an ally. Alright, enough politics. Although if your teacher or parent wants to know more, they should check out the grown-up squiz shortcut on the Solomon Islands. I'll pop a link in your episode notes. Now, one of the ways that Solomon Islanders hope that their country will make more money is through tourism. At the moment it's one of the least visited places in the world but that noise you hear is keen scuba divers and they rave about the incredible world war ii wreck diving wrecks of sunken ships and downed planes are now covered in coral and home to abundant that means a lot of marine life i'd love to go diving there Whenever you travel, it's important to learn a few words in that country's language. It's a great way to show respect. So let's learn the lingo. In Solomon Islands, the official language is English, but only about 2% of the population can communicate fluently in English. If you want to talk to locals, you'll need to speak Solomon's Pigeon. We are so lucky to welcome today Squiz Kids' cousins... James and Joran, who live in Honiara, and they're 11 and 7 years old. James is going to teach us how to say hello. Good falla day. See how it sounds close to English, good day, but not quite? Go on, you give it a try. Good falla day. People are always really grateful when you just try to speak their language. They may even thank you for it. Hey, Joran, how do we say thank you? Tagio <laughs> And tag tagyotumas to you too, James and Joran. Now that we can communicate a little bit, it's... Time for school! The first thing to know about school in Solomon Islands is that it is not compulsory, even though it's technically free. Compulsory means you have to do something. So if school isn't compulsory, that means kids don't have to go. Less than half of all kids finish primary school in the Solomon Islands, and the poorer you are and the further you live from a city or town, the less likely you are to go to and then finish school. Some of you might secretly be thinking, no school, bring it on. But the kids that aren't going to school are having to work for their families, trying to farm enough food or catch enough fish or sell enough of something to survive. They are definitely not sitting on the couch playing video games. Here's something really cool about the kids who do go to school. Lots of them get there by canoe. Learning to paddle a canoe by yourself in Solomon Islands is kind of like learning to ride a scooter for Aussie kids. And with more than 900 islands to explore, it's your ticket to adventure. And those kids who don't go to school and have to work, well, they often do it by selling things from canoes. I've popped a link in your episode notes to a blog from people who were sailing their boat through the Solomons and who bought all their groceries from kids in canoes. Just as we love our sport in Australia, kids in Solomon Islands are also very active. Let's learn what the Billy Kiki boys are famous for in... Sport Time. Hands up if you've ever played soccer. Now keep your hands up if you felt tired after all that running. (laughs) Yeah. Now imagine doing all that running in sand. Oh! Exhausting, not to mention getting it in your mouth, eyes, nose and ears every time someone kicks the ball. (laughs) Beach soccer is hugely popular in Solomon Islands and their men's national team, the Billy Kiki Boys, are usually ranked first or second in our region of Oceania. A bilikiki is a kind of seabird, and there's a popular children's song about it in Solomon Islands. When the bilikiki boys win a match, they're known for performing the song. I've included a link in your episode notes. Phew, all that thinking about sprinting in the sand has made me starving. I think it might be. Dinner time. All of the famous local dishes in Solomon Islands use the fruits and vegetables that grow here. And of course, the amazing seafood caught in its waters. Pawpaw trees line the roads in the islands and their fruits are used in a lot of cooking at every stage of ripeness. Curries made with unripe green pawpaw are really common. And the pawpaw takes on the flavor of the spices or the sauces that you use. But the unofficial national dish is something called poi. It's made from taro root and it's a bit like mashed potato. You cook the roots and then you blend them up into a smooth paste and you eat it as a side dish with that delicious fish you caught this morning. I'll pop a recipe in your episode notes, but if you can't find taro root in your supermarket, there's also a recipe for coconut pudding, a typical dessert. Yum, yum, yum. Time for the quiz. This is the part of the podcast where you get to test how well you've been listening. Question number one. What do Solomon Islands have 474 species of? That's right, coral. Question number two. Which country has the Solomon Islands signed a deal with causing concern in Australia? Good listening, it's China. And question number three. What are the Billy Kiki boys named after? Yep, that's right, it's a seabird. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for staying curious about the world and joining me on this incredible trip to Solomon Islands. Now get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out.